Got it. Okay, man, I was just railing against my wireless keyboard and mouse on my uh, other computer, and I'm just so, you know, it's so nice to be using a trackpad. I know, I know trackpads, that might be a hot take, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sort, sort of a toss-up for me between the mouse and the trackpad. Ugh. <laughs> yeah i know i'm bad I, yeah <laughs> i find it ri- it really depends on what you're doing you know it like, does yeah obviously if you're playing a game like you got to go for a mouse but i i've actually spent many hours getting by with just the trackpad on magic arena so oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah Definitely. like i think magic arena is fine but if, of course like if you're doing like an action game you got to have a mouse yeah like a little bit like some counter-strike you need need that mouse yeah. Not even that I've ever when, like, played, but I've watched it. Even just when yeah. like, doing work, though, I like to have a mouse. I just—it's just I can click on things super accurately, really quickly, and I know what I'm doing. I'm sure. Point yeah. A to point B. I think if you're doing some light browsing, you know, it's you okay. Get away with a trackpad. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, you know, and I—I I haven't used every single um, computer under the sun that runs Windows, but uh, I gotta say the the Apple trackpad is oh yeah uh, superior to the computers that i've used um yeah 100 so you know i think there's there's also that aspect of it but you know what we're here today to talk about are we here to talk about trackpads no we're here to talk about (laughs) modern horizons uh modern horizons 2 i almost said modern horizons 3 this is the show it's it's turn one soaring yeah it's coming (laughs) that's probably gonna be in in probably in one year whoa Um, whoa, wow (laughs) (laughs) i'm kevin hey i'm eric it's in two years and yeah. I'm Riley. <laughs> and today on the show, like I said, we are uh, talking more about Modern Horizons 2. We're bringing our set review to a close. This is uh, part three. If you're familiar with our set reviews, then you know that uh, they're not exhaustive. We talk about the cards we're interested in playing with in the various formats that we play. And over the last couple of weeks, we've covered the white, blue, black, red, and green cards that fall into the that category. Uh, and today, like I said, we're going to be wrapping things up with the gold, colorless, and land cards from the set. But before we get to our first gold card today, Eric is going to let you know how you can get in touch with us if you have any comments or questions. You can find us on Instagram at Turbonsoaring the Podcast. Uh, you can also message us directly, Turbonsoaring the Podcast at gmail.com via email. Uh, we throw everything up on YouTube. Uh, the best way to find us is typing in Turn One Soul Ring the Podcast. And. We also have the ever so famous, infamous Patreon page. So if you really like our podcast, you want to check some stuff out over there. Uh, we have some really cool uh, tier names for things and stuff like that. So definitely check us out. Patreon.com slash Ring. <laughs> Almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and without any further ado, our first gold card today is Arcus Acolyte. It's a green and a white for a 2-2 human cleric archer. It has reach and lifelink, and it has outlast uh, for a hybrid Celestia mana. Uh, and in case you forgot, outlast is put a 1-1 counter on this creature, and you can only do it as a sorcery. And each other creature you control with, uh, without a 1-1 counter on it has outlast for a Celestia hybrid mana. Mm. The, this card is... Uh, it, it's very nostalgic for me. I remember... Outlast... Like, yeah, Outlast being a very fun mechanic and a mechanic that, like, you know, getting into magic, I was um, very excited to build around the mechanic and, like, plus one, plus one counter synergies. 
so this this definitely brings back some good memories of just like casual kitchen table magic um but also would be a card that i'd consider in my plus one plus one counter uh miri weatherlight duelist deck uh just because yeah like just having a cheap creature that has some uh keywords reach and lifelink and then gives me an outlet for giving my creatures plus one plus one counters i think it it does a little bit all over the place that i think it'd be a solid role player yeah and the mana cost you know for the uh it's mana cost and and the activated ability is uh very efficient yeah yeah and i mean like you can always like do this every turn so you slowly just get a bigger reach and lifeline creature mm-hmm. yeah bigger thick boy too bad you have to tap <laughs> yeah that is, that is a shame <laughs> <clears throat> and is outlast i because it's in the reminder text outlast is always a tap is that right yeah yeah so it is still affected by summoning sickness yeah okay no they can't all be winners <laughs> next up no no i'm ki- i was saying outlast this is a this is a cool card as we've already outlined so next up we have uh asmorano mardikai dice dakar okay maybe ainsley yeah. can kind of uh splice that together so it's a little more uh <laughs> no i'm not gonna do that uh it's a three three legendary creature human wizard as long as you discarded a card this turn, you may pay uh, hybrid black and red mana to cast this spell. Uh, I should have mentioned it, it has no uh, casting costs, uh, zero CMC. And when it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a card named the Underworld Cookbook, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle, and you can sacrifice two food tokens to have target creature deal six damage to itself. This would be this could be good in um with a little uh I believe the card is called repercussion in commander and just have if you had a lot of foods have your opponents um like deal 6 damage to their creatures the repercussion then deals 6 damage to their face and you know just get that going or save some time and just use uh blasphemous act <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> this is pretty fun like i i like the idea of building around like this theme of self-discard and uh you know they they give us a commander or or legendary creature to potentially build around of course there's other options out there as well but i i think this is pretty fun and a nice ability to boot like having some removal for your turning your foods into removal is kind of a nice ability yeah and then like we will go over the underworld cookbook itself later and like it's a decent card as well like this is kind of a fun uh commander to kind of build around Oh, uh, and before we move on to the next card, uh, Repercussion is, uh, ooh, it's expensive. It's uh, one and two red for an enchantment. Whenever a creature is dealt damage, Repercussion deals that much damage to that creature's controller. Just in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> Yo, Urza's okay, Destiny. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pricey, but it's uh, it's it's in the uh, it's it's in the crosshair for a reprint, just like everything that's not on the reserve list. Yeah. All right, next up we have Karth the Lion. It's two black green for a 3-5 legendary human warrior. When it enters the battlefield, whenever it enters the battlefield, or a planeswalker you control dies, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal a planeswalker card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. And planeswalker loyalty abilities you activate cost an additional 
loyalty counter to activate. I think that's the first time we've seen that little, um, you know, loyalty that, plus yeah. icon on like in the text box of a card. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it, it is. It, yeah. In that way, you know, we've always seen it on the, you know, on planeswalker cards where they're uh, supposed to be, but that's kind of uh, to point things like that out. But anyways, what do you guys think? I mean, like, oh. this guy's a house for Planeswalker strategies. <laughs> yeah, super friends, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> Golgari super friends. Straight up. It's a nice way to find a Planeswalker and keep the Planeswalkers flowing whenever they die. And then, I mean, it also, like, turns your zero and negative one Planeswalker abilities into, like, plus one or zero cost abilities. So totally. that's pretty nice. And this ability is more, not as scary and kind of more fun than... Um... That four-color one. Atraxa? Yeah, thank you, Atraxa. What is that? Yeah, I think there's a subtitle there, but I can't remember what it is. I guess it's got a similar type of effect as Atraxa, right? Because, like, I mean, you could argue that, like, Proliferate and this additional plus one to activate Planeswalker abilities, like, that, that it's the same leaves thing. you with a similar, similar type of effect, right? Yeah, but you're not in four colors. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a uh, little bit uh, more focused on the planeswalker yeah. theme. Yeah, and then you don't have this house of a creature that has like every yeah. keyword possible. Yeah, she's got a <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, she's just a house in herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those four color commanders were pretty good. Who knew? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Next up, we have a uh, a reprint from a, a uh, commander set. So this is a new to modern reprint. It's Chainer Nightmare Adept. It's two black red for a 3-2 legendary human minion. Discard a card. You may cast a creature spell from your graveyard this turn. Activate only once each turn. And whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, if you didn't cast it from your hand, it gains haste until your next turn. This guy's Trainer's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, ever since he was uh, spoiled in the, um, I believe it was the Madness deck from Commander 2019. Yeah. Right um, alongside Kirk. Yeah, that's Kirk. right. That's right. That's right. Man, if, if, if Chainer was like three CMC, he'd be re like so much better for like a modern playability card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is. I, I I don't know what the price was on this uh, the original card, which was I think only in foil prior to this. Um, but this feels like more of a commander reprint. Uh, he wasn't very much. Well, I mean, his price may have dropped as well, but he's not worth much. No, no, he's cer certainly not now. Uh, next up, we have Chrome Courier. It's one white blue for a one one artifact creature Thopter. It has flying. And whenever, when it enters the battlefield, reveal the top two cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the other into your graveyard. If you put an artifact card into your hand this way, you gain three life. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, like, three mana for a 1-1 one, one is a little... But, uh, yeah, like, if you're just digging through your deck for some artifacts, that's just, like, some... If you're in an artifact-based deck, that's, like, some incidental life gain for you. And you're digging deeper. <laughs> Yeah, and you're in the the colors of blink, so uh, you could definitely get some repeated value yeah. for this if you have the the very simple engine set up to do so. Hell yeah! Yeah, it's nice that you get that extra extra card to look at. Yeah, Dacon Shadow Slayer. 
is next. It's uh, Esper color, so it's white, blue, black for a legendary Planeswalker Dacon. Dacon. I'm saying it like the that radish, <laughs> that radish type vegetable. Dacon. It enters the battlefield with a number of loyalty counters on him equal to the number of lands you control. And he, he enters, he has uh, on the card itself, it just uh, says zero, uh, whereas a loyalty um, thingy is. I believe that's the correct <laughs> the terminology. Good, yeah. Good one. <laughs> Uh, plus one is uh, Surveil 2, which, if I remember correctly, you get to look at the top two cards of your library and you can put them into your graveyard or put you put any of the number of them into your graveyard and any number of them back on top of your library. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, in, in any order. So it's like Scry, yeah. but to the graveyard. Yeah, but better. Uh, yeah. The minus three is Exile Target Creature, and his minus six is you may put an artifact card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield this is a very this guy's got a lot of very cool lore behind him and if you want to find out more about that um i think it was episode 38 uh eric and i did a uh deck tech on we did an Oathbreaker deck tech and it was it was gideon black blade so we 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 went through the history of how gideon came to you know uh, control the the black blade uh, but that's mm-hmm. what this character is holding um and it's a pretty gnarly story actually he's kind of a kind of a tragic character but also kind of a piece of shit but uh you know <laughs> go back go back and just listen to like the first 15 minutes if you want to find out more about that but um anyways good this content card, yeah it, it was that's a lot of fun <laughs> but uh this you know i love planeswalkers that just they don't need a lot of support they just you know they just do what they what they what they need to do all on their own and uh you know this guy even protects himself not by creating a token of course but by exiling creatures yeah and he scales nicely with the game too right mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah i i like the i like the kind of callback to his original legendary creature card because the original card uh counted your lands and gave it power and toughness equal to the number of lands you controlled oh yeah so he's kind of a nice star callback star. yeah yeah and like yeah so like later in the game you know you have a nice juicy piece in your graveyard you can just get that back right away exactly yeah show me a piece (laughs) (laughs) but also like exiling just any creature is like really powerful yeah it's super devastating yeah aether sworn sphinx is next it's seven white blue for a four four artifact sphinx it has affinity for artifacts flying and cascade oh man nice get that cascade affinity for something and cascade is it seems very very good chef's kiss (laughs) (laughs) that is fantastic oh yeah like casting this for two mana and then like ripping like a an eight drop (laughs) that's some good feels yeah i mean like i i mean i'd be happy in a scenario where you're paying like four mana for a four four flyer that cascades into yeah, potentially like a seven, eight drop, you know, like that. That that sounds like a a really fun time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like just get yourself for even like a Mycosynth Lattice or <laughs> Battle Ball. <laughs> Garth One Eye is next. It's uh, Wooberg, white, blue, black, red, green for a 5-5 five, five legendary human wizard. It has an activated ability. Tap, choose a card name that hasn't been chosen from among Disenchant, Brain Geyser, Terror, Shivan Dragon, Regrowth, and Black Lotus. Create a copy of the card with the chosen name. You may cast 
the copy. I've seen a lot of memes around this card. Uh, you, you know, like the I think it's is it Drake or is it I think it's I think it's Drake where he's doing like the no hands. He's in the orange jacket. Yeah, and then the point is that's Drake, right? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I sound yeah. like my mom. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's and the, and the meme is like it's you know it's like reprinting um, or it's or it's like spending thousands of dollars on reserve list cards, and he's doing the no hands, and then it's like like creating tokens of reserve list cards, and he's you know he's on board for that. <laughs> and uh, you know, rereading this again after you know seeing all all the memes, only two of these are actually. Um, Reserve list cards like Brain Geyser and Black Lotus. The rest of them you can get for pretty reasonably uh, reasonable prices. Actually, Regrowth was reprinted in um, MH1. It's it is nice to see Black Lotus and Shivan Dragon printed on the same card, though. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> I just I just love that we're we're keeping true to the Power Nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, this guy can can do some work. Because uh, obviously every single time you like have to recast him, even if you just blink him in some way, you're able to yes. like choose those modes again. Right, because it's a different permanent. Yeah. So you you start back at square one. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that too when I was first reading this card. And you and you are in the colors of blink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're in every color, so I hope so. <laughs> but it's nice to have like that kind of Swiss Army knife in the command zone, even if you know you. You still have to jump through a few hoops of, of getting him onto the battlefield and tapping him when he doesn't have summoning sickness or like, you know, giving him haste or something yeah, well, of the sort. Yeah, you're definitely going to want haste enablers in this guy. But man, just like imagine paying a total of 11 mana to get like two five fives, one with flying and fire breathing. Yeah. Yeah. And and you gave this guy haste somehow, so he, <laughs> the one has haste. <laughs> General uh, f- let me do that again. General Ferris <laughs> Rockerick. It's one red white for a three one legendary human soldier. It has hexproof from mono colored. Sounds vaguely racist. And whenever you <laughs> cast a mono um, a multicolored spell, create a four four red and white golem artifact creature token. This guy's super good. Yeah, like yeah, like for three mana you're getting cool. a three one. Yeah. And then, like, a lot of removal is monocolored, so you just can't target them. And then if you have, um, uh, yeah, multicolored spells, you're making four fours, which is nothing to shy at. Yeah, multicolor matters, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pretty since cool. We, since we are recording this after the set's kind of been released, uh, this uh, this guy's already showing up in Niv to Light. I think it's a really oh. strong piece for that deck, so. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, next up, we have another Planeswalker, Gaedrone Dihada. She is one blue-black-red for a four-loyalty legendary Planeswalker, Dihada. Dihada. What did they do with the last They went with the last name. That's interesting. Um, protection from permanence with corruption counters on them. That's her static ability. Her plus one is each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Put a corruption counter on up to one other target creature or planeswalker. 
Her minus three is gain control of target creature or planeswalker until end of turn. Untap it and put a corruption counter on it. It gains haste until end of turn. And her minus seven is gain control of each permanent with a corruption counter on it. Uh, she's also tied into the uh, Daycon uh, Black Blade stuff. Um, she's actually the... Uh, well, you know, go back and check out episode 38 if you want to know more. <laughs> any, anyways, anyways, this is taking me back. She's yeah. pretty cool. I really like this design. Yeah, this design is really nice. I, I do like this card. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of a, a planeswalker protecting itself from creatures without the use of like creatures or permanent removal, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's pretty cool. So you get that little drain ability that kind of takes one creature out of the mix and then you've got that treachery ability that also takes the creature out of the mix and then yeah and can take planeswalkers that's so nuts oh yeah 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 because it is just permanence eh? man yeah. imagine G- gain control of target creature or planeswalker planeswalker yeah so you could just take it and then you know boom take it i mean maybe not take it down to zero but in a lot of cases you may be able to do that now hear me out her static ability gives her protection from permanence with corruption counters on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you take those corruption counters that are on creatures and planeswalkers and you move them to lands. <laughs> yeah. Or, like and, go- or a goblin bombardment. Yeah. Yeah. Enchantments. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it sounds like it could work. <laughs> Sounds like it might be unnecessary. because <laughs> is there even cards that move counters in those colors? Isn't it like usually green? Uh, oh, I feel like there's got to be some I, way. I, I'm sure there's something in in blue. I would I would imagine. I All can't right. think of anything, but it, uh, it's yeah. possible. We'll have to do some research. <laughs> possible. <laughs> so I believe this is our last planeswalker today. It's greased the hunger tide. And it's one black green for a three loyalty legendary planeswalker Grist. As long as Grist the Hunger Tide isn't on the battlefield, it's a 1-1 insect creature in addition to its other types. A lot of good memes around that particular line of text. Uh, Plus one, create a 1-1 black and green insect creature token. Then mill a card. If an insect card was milled this way, put a loyalty counter on Grist and repeat this process. It's minus two is you may sacrifice a creature when you do destroy target creature or planeswalker. And it's minus five is each opponent loses life equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. I'm glad it didn't say their graveyard. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely like that can end games right there easily. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Finally, uh, a really good insect commander. (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it is a creature in the command zone right that's right well it's a creature (laughs) if it isn't on the battlefield yeah so any any tutors like worldly tutor or like eladomri's call green suns you're gonna be able to yeah yeah you're gonna be able to pull it out get after it whip it out that's right uh which is super cool cool great design yeah like how there's like an insect in his like text box too (laughs) <laughs> in between the text and the cmc <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh lonus cryptozoologist is next it's green blue for a one two legendary snake elf scout whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control investigate that's when you create a clue token and 
You can tap it to sacrifice X clues. Target opponent reveals the top X cards of their library. You may put a non-land permanent card with mana value X or less from among them onto the battlefield under your control. That player puts the rest on the bottom of their library in a random order. I love it. Seems like a really like a fair card. Like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't really care for the card. Like this isn't a card I would probably play with but i like that it's uh it's stealing things but it's doing it in a in a seemingly fair way yeah i mean you're you're sacrificing a lot of resources to get something of potential value right like it's not like a bribery effect where you're getting something guaranteed um so yeah there's definitely a few hoops you have to jump through to to get to that point yeah but it's really really nice to see them uh playing with investigate and clues again because yeah those are like some of my favorite artifact tokens is clues. Yeah. Combine that with that tireless tracker. Yeah, man. Yeah. Be my favorite creature. <laughs> <laughs> Master of death is next. It's one blue black for a three, one zombie wizard. When master of death en- enters the battlefield, surveil two. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if master of death is in your graveyard, you may pay one life. If you do return it to your hand. Uh, this is probably gonna take the my my trophy for like favorite uh, named card, new named card in this set. That's just a great, That's pretty fucking metal. Master I mean, death. you could do like ma- master of anything, and it's gonna be good. But yes, it, th- this is like Riley said, very metal. Yeah, yeah. On on arena, when you play this card, it has to do that little blurb from like Master Puppets, Master, Master. <laughs> 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 It's it's nice to see that little you know squee esque ability right where it just comes back to your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just paying one life. Yeah. yeah, paying one life is not a big deal. Not so at all. I'm sure there's some fun things you can do with that that ability in Demir. Moderation is next. It's one white blue for an enchantment. You can't cast more than one spell each turn. But whenever you cast a spell, draw a card. Ugh. Better hope to have some sweet activated abilities. Right? Like, this is so yeah, limiting. Like, like, instance, right? You just make sure you're casting yeah. a spell on everyone else's turn. Yeah. Um, That's a really good point. Yeah. Or, ooh, you know what? You know what you could do with this? Okay, so you get this on the battlefield. Then you fractured identity it. And then oh. give it to everybody. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's like an arcane. That's like an arcane laboratory, but, like, you're fine. Yeah. That that's pretty fun. Yeah, that could slow down a lot of a lot of decks, right? What, oh, what yeah. color? What yeah. color is Zedru again? Uh, Zedru's uh, Jeskai. Oh yeah, I mean that's a nice it's, Zedru it's, piece. Yeah, it, yep. It's funny because it's like one of those things where, hey, you could get it with Zur. Zur yeah. the yeah. yeah, you can definitely. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can't cast more than one spell each turn. Oof, but. <laughs> draw a card <laughs> Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah it, do, it, it so, does seem like it's almost worth it yeah yeah um, I, i'd try it out i'd see how it plays out mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh next up we have another new to modern reprint it's mirari's isn't it yep yeah okay i'm th- you know i'm thinking of the from the vault because that's when they use this art uh, for the first time, I believe. Anyways, it's Mirari's Wake. It's three green-white for an enchantment. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana of any type that land produced to your mana pool. Classic <laughs> classic mana doubler. 
uh, that you know doesn't need to have that anthem effect, but it's great. Uh, if you've ever played with this card, it's been around for a while since Judgment. Uh, you know how how good it is. Yep, it is very good, very very good. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a slight bonus as well to have an Anthem effect on your friggin' mana doubler. It's like, okay. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And a, yeah, and a lot not? of and a lot of mana doublers, like, you know, the ones that are one-sided are, you know, they, they've, they, they just, they don't seem to print them at five mana very often. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, I mean, it's offset by the, it being two colors, but, um, you know, I've, uh, I've run this card in Slivers, I've run it in Enchantress, um, I've, I've run it in decks that just can support these colors and, and it always shines. Yeah. I mean, it doubles your mana. <laughs> yeah, right? Come like, on. It's, come on. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Piru the Volatile. It's two double red, double white, double black for a 7 7 legendary Elder Dragon. It has flying and lifelink. And at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice Piru the Volatile unless you pay a red, white, and black. And when it dies, it deals seven d- damage to each non-legendary creature. Wow. I love it. Like, bringing back the OG Elder Dragon design. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. And he's even got seven power, seven toughness. Yeah. I, I think it should have haste, though. I don't know. Yeah. It's I, pretty I don't cool. Know I, I throw a double <laughs> strike on there, too. I don't know doubles like you know because like we have we you have guys, you guys are spoiled, <laughs> but it's 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 friggin' red white and black. We have flying for white and or flying white's lifelink, black is flying. Give red something, haste. Yeah, could definitely could throw a third. Um, red red is giving you there. deal seven damage to each non-legendary creature when it dies. That's no, what that's red's like, giving you. It's like all three combined. Come on. And this could just be a great way. I mean, it's not good I, enough. Um, this could be a great way to just um, get back in the game, like just using it as a board wipe, right? Like just on upkeep, you don't pay, and then you gain all that life from all that damage done to. Assuming there's a lot of non-legendary creatures on the board, but that could just be a great way to beef up your life total. Yeah, because I, I guess I guess lifelink would apply because it's saying it deals the damage, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think that's how that works. Oh, that's even cooler. Yeah, it is. It is pretty strong that way, but like I don't know, it's like you're. It doesn't hit your opponent's commanders. Mm, yeah, well, they would just recast them anyway. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that that, that yeah. is kind of that is kind of a downer. It's no use. <laughs> <laughs> a priest of fell rights is next. It's a white and a black for a two-two human warlock. Pay three life. Sacrifice it. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery, and it has unearth for three white and a black. And uh, unearth is return this card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of the next end step, or if it would leave the battlefield, unearth only as a sorcery. This is a sweet <clears throat> piece of recursion. I really like this card. Just yeah, like... it's just any creature. Yeah. Yep. Twice. Like two, why the yeah, hell not? Yeah, you Man, get two uses out of this one. It works really well with Sun Titan. If you want to keep your Sun oh, Titan, oh damn, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and you just don't ever have to use the Unearth. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's revolving door. The nice I thing about Sun the Unearth Titan. is is that it gets haste, right? So you can just do it uh, right away. You just pay five mana, pay three life, yeah. and like boom, you, you can do it again. Yeah. Um, so it's kind yes, of like an Riley, burial rights. Yeah. Yeah, I also I think we all love Sun Titan. Great uh, 
uh, in terms of commander, I think it's like the best Titan because prime yeah. time is ban- banned. I mean, if you've got white and black in your reanimation deck, you got to have sun Titan and you got to have like animate dead because those mm-hmm. two pair super well. Yeah. You got to. You got it. Prophetic Titan is next. Speaking of Titans, it's four blue red for a four, four giant wizard and has delirium. So when Prophetic Titan enters the battlefield, choose one. If, of course, if there are four or more card types among cards in your graveyard, choose both instead. So Prophetic Titan deals four damage to any target or look at the top four cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. This fits in with all those like spell slinger giants that we just had. Yeah, Yeah. in call time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a giant. It's a wizard. It has prophetic bolt stapled to it, which I love prophetic bolt. And it's oh, a prophetic yeah. titan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Just uh, a fun card. Yeah, good little uncommon. Oh, big little uncommon. Another new to modern reprint in Shardless Agent. It's one green blue for a 2 2 artifact creature, human rogue, and it has Cascade. Yeah, this card's sweet. It's already like made a deck in modern, which is pretty cool, so. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah, uh, who knew? The, Cascade. The de- yeah, Cascade. De- <laughs> the deck is literally called just Crashing Footfalls. <laughs> mm. That's, great. That's great. I wonder what it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because now you have this, and then you have the, like, uh, green, uh, red Cascade creature as well. Or the... Uh, blood blood, blood Braid? Elf. No, not Blood Braid. There's the three mana spell. Oh, I oh, think I know what you're um, about. Um, yeah, outburst. violent outburst. Some, yeah, yeah, violent outburst. So you run both of these, and you just run like some footfalls and stuff, and uh, obviously, uh, getting two four fours from casting like a three CMC is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is pretty good. <clears throat> Another new to modern reprint: we have Sterling Grove for a green and a white. It's an enchantment, and other enchantments you control have Shroud. And you can pay one to sacrifice Sterling Grove, search your library for an enchantment card, reveal it, then shuffle, and put that card on top. This is a card that was originally printed in Invasion as an uncommon. And, uh, it's been a while. It's gotten pretty pricey over the last several years, and it's really needed this reprint. Even at oh, the yeah. upshift to rare, the price has, has taken Tanked. a really nice hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the foils are still are still very pricey from invasion if you have a nice uh, foil in good condition you're you're still doing well um this and um oh, what is that what is that enchantment um called from uh, i think it's maybe ravnica it's it's privileged it's high... position yeah this and privileged position privileged position gives uh your other permanents um hexproof hexproof yeah. uh and so the these two together uh just just great can't can't touch it, this don't touch me <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, and and that little tutor effect is is always nice you know in a pinch you just need to tutor up something at uh, the end step before your turn an enchantment that you really need mm-hmm. um you know obvious like um love this card in um uh Sigarda, tuvasa any uh yeah any, any enchantment deck i'd run it in sram if i could yeah, but you can't. So don't uh, no, even try. I can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I won't try. Although I did this one time, I was at Fusion, and this guy showed up with. Um, it was like a Lin Civi uh, Rebel deck, and and oh, that guy he, destroyed me. 
And well, he he asked us to, uh, uh, he asked us if it was okay if he played with a couple of like black cards in his deck because what? you know that just made the deck work really well and you know his 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 play group his personal play group was like fine with it and we're all just kind of looking at each other and like uh no do you ever like do you have replacements because no yeah it's not a commander yes yeah and i mean you know people have their own rules when they play at home so you know yeah it's just it's just like um you know what no it's like it's like once in a while you'll get people that'll want to play with the uh the nephilims as their commander and and i'm like you know what why don't we just play by the rules (laughs) (laughs) um but anyways i think you just like to watch the world burn kevin (laughs) i like to watch the world burn they do they're the ones not playing by the rules (laughs) Okay, I'm not sitting down to a game at the LGS when we could do that and be like, okay, we're playing with like my commander league rules. Here's a handout for everybody so you know what you're doing. Okay, you got to draft your achievements. Like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) They're the ones that are wrong. It's like, yeah, you can you can play with the Nephilim as your commander, but I'm gonna crack out my legacy deck if that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? That is the that is the more appropriate response. You're right. You're right. So next up, we have Sithis Harvest Hand. It's a green and a white for a 1-2 legendary enchantment creature nymph. And whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you gain one life and draw a card. Pretty dang good. What else do you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going full circle, guys. I got to I got yes. to rebuild my Celestia Enchantress deck cuz this <laughs> is like everything I've ever wanted in a legendary creature. <laughs> yeah. Well then again, well, if- so like even for modern, like we now have a bunch of pieces <clears throat> that have been printed and it looks like you can do the Enchantress deck and these two that we just talked about, Sterling Grove and Sithis, really help round it all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then I think there's uh like in green there's uh Enchantress's presence. Yep. Which is a nice addition as well. So mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that card in the last episode. And then um we also have like uh what was it in white? Uh Solitary Confinement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Okay, next up we have Wave Sifter. It's a cute little fish. It's three green blue for a boop, three boop. two elemental. Should have been an elemental fish. It has flying. Yeah, what the hell? And whenever it what? enters what the battlefield, <laughs> investigate twice. And it has evoke for a green and a blue. So you can just cast it for the evoke cost. Um, and then it's sacrificed when it enters the battlefield. So, you know, you just get that little ETB effect. You know, it's given me Moldrifter vibes, but this, this unfortunately is not quite Moldrifter. <laughs> yeah. And I guess actually Moldrifter is also just an elemental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, and it is also fish-like. But hey, like if you want tokens you want artifacts you want clues like this is this is going to be an awesome include yeah when are we going to get a commander that cares about evoke it's coming <laughs> yeah it's coming they'll be it's they're coming. just they're just scraping at the bottom of that barrel and they keep coming <laughs> up with pretty good ideas next up we have yusri fortune's flame it's one blue red for a two three legendary ifrit it has flying and when it attacks, choose a number between one and five. Flip that many coins. For each flip you win, draw a card. For each flip you lose, Yusri uh, deals two damage to you. If you won five flips this way, you may cast spells from your hand this turn without paying the mana cost. So you get like an omniscience effect if you somehow win all five flips. 
Wow. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. I say <laughs> go a chance for it. to get omniscience. <laughs> yeah, five every time. <laughs> R- Riley, you're only at five life. Five every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just so, over on my on my side of the table cheating omniscience into play. <laughs> <laughs> like this is how you do it. <laughs> uh, Academy manufacturer is next. It's three mana for a 1-3 artifact creature assembly worker. If you would create a clue, food, or treasure token, instead create one of each. Hell yeah. We're also leaving gold, and we're into the artifacts. That's right. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, this this card's nuts. (laughs) This card is so fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of value for three mana. If if, if, If that's what you're already doing. And, like, you don't even need to be creating the other two tokens right like maybe you just have a treasure heavy deck or a, a clue oh, yeah. heavy deck you know it's just like it's just extra gas extra well, mana if, sinks this would be great for brood cloud like just getting those two extra tokens oh yeah turning them into some like beefy artifact token at, at combat yeah hell yeah, yeah. I, have night- I have nightmares about that deck <laughs> <laughs> and then also if like uh anyone really liked the uh riley's galazeth deck uh, you slot this one right into Galazeth because then oh, it just yeah. makes oh, yeah. so much mana. We're going to have to go back and add that to the honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Retroactively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Brainstone is next. It's one mana for an artifact. Pay two, tap, sacrifice Brainstone, draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. So if Brainstorm wasn't enough, here's this card. <laughs> yay brainstorm I'm, for three i mean it's <laughs> it's, like, it's an egg right it yes it yes, is it's, yeah. it's, it's so, a yeah. and it's a good and it's a and if you don't consider it you know in the same arena as brainstorm it's it is still a, good it's it's a good egg yeah. yeah it is a good egg yeah for sure uh dermo taxi is next it's two <laughs> mana <laughs> For her, uh, Both me and Riley's <laughs> it's two mana for a uh, for an artifact vehicle. It has imprint. So as it enters the battlefield, exile a creature card from a graveyard. Tap two untapped creatures you control until end of turn. Dermotaxi becomes a copy of the imprinted card, except it's a vehicle artifact in addition to its other types. This artwork <laughs> is something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much something else. It's great. I don't even know. Alligator or whatever it is trying to get it. (laughs) It's just chomping at the wheels. (laughs) Oh, better go. Yeah. A little lizard scurrying out of the way. (laughs) Like, beep, beep. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know what to say about this card. This is just ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, it's super sweet for two mana. You get to just nix a creature from an opponent's graveyard, right? So if, if it's something that keeps coming back or like whatever, it's it's just nice. Like you always want to see from a graveyard. But it's also yeah. sweet that it has like the abilities. So like if you get like a Lord of Extinction or something, you could end up having like a real big artifact uh, mm-hmm. vehicle. Yeah. It's really given me like, um, oh, what's that artifact that imprint? It's like six mana. Um, Duplicants? Exiles duplicates give me like duplicate vibes yeah <laughs> love duplicate great great piece of colorless removal duplicate oh yeah i love duplicate all right diamond lion is next it's two mana for an artifact creature cat uh it's a two two 
and you can tap to discard your entire hand, sacrifice it, and add three mana of any one color to your mana pool. Activate only as an instant, so you can't do it on, on one of your main phases. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, hmm, this hmm, sounds like some sort of card we have seen in Magic before. Di- di- yeah, Diamond Lion Eyes. <laughs> is this card uh, is this um eric you would know better than than me is this card seeing play in uh in modern since its release uh, i haven't looked at decks too much but i haven't seen it pop up like right, so it's, just it's just the way waves. yeah like just the way the combo decks work with lion's eye diamond um not being able to like tap and sacrifice it the turn you throw it out is real <clears throat> detrimental exactly yeah yeah yeah, never mind the fact that Lion's Eye Diamond is zero mana. Too. Yeah, and so, this is two mana. <laughs> and yeah, it's a creature. So. Like, It's a cool callback, but in every single way, this card is just not good. Uh, it's funny It's funny that you say that, because people thought that Lion's Eye Diamond wasn't good when it was printed. They did. They, that was that was. That is very true. Yeah. 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 So, Maybe someone will find something good to do with this. Yeah, yeah and I think this definitely ha- has like an application in... Um, you know, I could see trying this in like an artifact recursion deck in Commander, right? Especially if, if yeah. you know, in it's probably going to be red, um, so like it's not that hard to to give all your creatures haste. Oh, so many hoops um, to jump through. I, I, I mean, it's that. an easy way. <laughs> yeah, to but get I mean, it. in those decks, like that's you're already doing yeah. that anyway. Um, yeah. So you know, I think I think I could see. I would definitely try this out in like a in a Duretti deck, or um, or maybe that new. Uh, the new Lorehold face commander from the uh, the Strixhaven commander deck. Yeah, like definitely for commander. Like if you want an LED, like this is a much cheaper option. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And if, and if and if you and if you just want if you just want the real thing or a cheaper option, just write LED on a on a on post it and put it on a basic land, slide into his sleeve. Yeah. Just reminds me too. of the uh, the we have we have blank at home meme. It's like, mom, can we get LED? <laughs> we have LED at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> cauldra complete is next it's seven mana for a legendary artifact equipment it has living weapons so when it comes into play you create a zero zero germ token and attach this equipment to it it has indestructible and equipped creature gets plus five plus five and has first strike trample indestructible haste and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a creature exile that creature and the equip cost is seven it's nice to see that spelling of complete that uh that phyrexian style that's the really hell nice yeah touch. it's good yeah super cool um yeah that zero zero germ isn't uh isn't gonna be sweating that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> man it's so nice to to get like a, a cauldron card that you don't have to jump through so many freaking hoops to get. i know i know like <laughs> like yeah it's like ex- assembling exodia the, the like that first yeah. cycle yeah um i'm just thinking of a few decks like um obviously i don't think this would be like a sram card unless you think you can <laughs> reliably generate seven mana but maybe if i want to use the germ as like a secondary commander if sram becomes too expensive <laughs> yeah but like balan wandering knight would be a good oh, yeah. fit uh, or Bruna Light of Alabaster would be a good mm-hmm. fit because she would just bring this out onto the battlefield as soon as she attacks, right? Right. And, and then just attached her and then bam, she's like got plus five, plus five, first strike, trample, indestructible haste. And if she touches something, exile it. 
there. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty. Um, yeah, Balan would be uh, a really good fit because his activated ability is it just one and a white? Yeah, one and a white, and you can attach any number of equipment mm. you control to him. Yeah, I was gonna say also like like uh, if you have like a Stoneforge Mystic in your deck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah so, for sure. Yeah, yeah nice way to cheat it in. Cheat it into play and then have some free equip stuff. Like you can really just get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like that's the that's where this card is really gonna shine. Like you don't want to yeah. be paying fourteen mana to to equip this, of course. No. <laughs> Unless you have some kind of uh, you know um, like Rings of Bright Earth basalt monolith thing going on, and if you're doing that, I think you've you have better oh, options there you go. for for, yeah. for winning. Yeah, infinite mana <laughs> or aside from it. equipping. <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe it's just like you know what? I just need a lot of colorless mana. I just want to have fun. I want to do this fairly, and you know, yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, Rings of Bright Earth is is cheaper than it's been in years. <laughs> okay, next up we have Liquid Metal torque it's two mana for an artifact that doesn't come into play tapped it taps for a colorless mana and well i gotta point that out this is a sweet mana rock and it has an activated ability uh to tap target non-land permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types until end of turn so this is a callback to liquid metal coating which is another great artifact um it which is two mana and its uh target permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types until end of turn um, great card in, um, uh, well, Memnarch, for example, when you want to be stealing everybody's artifacts. Yeah. Uh, but this is, like, more importantly, this is a fantastic mana rock. It's two mana, it doesn't come into play tapped, and it, it taps for one mana. Uh, you know, decks like Kozilek or decks like that are really hungry for colorless mana, uh, this this card is, is perfect for those decks. Uh, and the secondary ability, um, you know, that comes in handy. Maybe you have like a Tower of the Magistrate thing going on and you keep giving stuff protection from artifacts. I don't know. Whatever you do. Yep. It's nice to have that extra copy of Liquid Metal Coating and I totally agree. Like, <clears throat> fantastic mana rock. Got a nice little utility. Um, I love this card. Yeah. Yeah, very just, cool. Just see when they're making it like, John, remember, it has to be non-land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta just... <laughs> not the lens. Don't, <laughs> don't well, change Well, yeah, because I mean, yeah, if you... If you allow it to attack lands like liquid metal coating can do then you get yeah. things like karn that can just like yeah. blow up the land <laughs> <laughs> uh ornithopter of paradise is next it's two mana for a zero two artifact creature thopter it has flying and it has tap to add one mana of any color to your mana pool so they stapled ornithopter and and birds of paradise <laughs> together yeah yep <laughs> just smash them together yeah as soon as I saw this, I, I thought of uh, my Just Guy Ascendancy deck. This would be mm. perfect for that deck. So, hey, yeah, yeah, you get a birds for your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't have, I don't really have a place for this um, in in my uh, collection of decks, but it's definitely a very intriguing card. Like I think it has a lot of application. I love that it's colorless, um, and uh, you know, I even like it as a. Because, like, Ornithopter is a really cool equipment target um, just because it's so cheap uh, and it has flying. So, I don't know. This card's it's, it's pretty cool. It's, some, some people are kind of down on this card, but um, I'm looking forward to having an opportunity to play with it. I don't know. It's a Birds of Paradise in, like, any deck. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like at, at the, it. Yeah. 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 Next up, we have Scion of Draco. Draco? Draco? It's 12... Draco, uh, thank you. Draco it's Malfoy? T- 
Scion <laughs> of Draco Malfoy. <laughs> I think we get to see him at the end of uh, of um, Deathly Hallows Part Two, or if, or if it's just the book, then it's just Deathly Hallows. Anyways, this Scion of Draco is. 12 mana for a 4-4 artifact creature dragon. It has domain, so this spell costs 2 less to cast for each basic land type among lands you control. It has flying, and each creature you control has vigilance if it's white, hexproof if it's blue, lifelink if it's black, first strike if it's red, and trample if it's green. Good old domain. Yeah, so if you have all 5, it's going to cost 6 mana. What? No. Right. It's going to cost oh, 2. No. Cast yeah, because it would be 10 basic. less. 10 less. Oh, yeah. I did my math wrong. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah, it is two less. <laughs> okay, that's much That's much better. That's Okay, this is a good card. Yeah. Yeah, like in a, obviously in a Wooberg deck, like this is where you're going to want to play this card. And mm-hmm. uh, a 4-4 a flyer for two that gives all your other creatures abilities is pretty sweet. Because obviously, like, if your creatures are multicolored, they get multiple abilities from this guy. So I think this is a real strong card. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why they made it a mythic. Yep. <laughs> Next up, we have Sojourner's Companion. Seven mana for a 4-4 artifact creature, Salamander. It has affinity for artifacts, and it has artifact land cycling for two. And it's a common, uh, and I've already seen it on um, popper affinity lists. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to go get your artifact lands. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, it's just like mirror it's mirror enforcer with artifact land cycling. Like mm. <laughs> it's already a card that was being played in <laughs> Affinity. <laughs> and now it's got artifact land cycling, so even better. Yeah, and then like if you don't need your lands like this, you can probably play this for free, so it's a free four four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. Good card. Who Next knew? up we have <laughs> Next up we have Soul Talisman. It's an artifact. Uh, and it has suspend three uh, for one mana. So it has no mana cost. The only way to, to, to get it on the battlefield is to suspend it. I could cascade into it. Um, and uh, it taps for two mana. So it's a um, it's it's kind of like a soul ring. Soul ring in modern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't think the I mean the because you don't really want to be hard casting this. I think in modern, like you know, correct no, me it's, if I'm wrong. it's not. It'll, and it you don't, and the and like the cascades, de- the cascade decks don't want more colorless no. mana. No, no. So and and I mean in commander, maybe this sees some play, but I mean there are just so many other artifacts that you're gonna want to be able to cast to use the mana, like you know the one we just talked about the turn that you draw it i mean can you imagine top decking this like late game oh yeah that's not like that's so yeah i don't super I mean, feel bad i don't know and it's it's like the mox tantalite from um mh1 mm-hmm. and i was like it, it's like it, they seem like they they they're they're playable but i mean that card just um i've tried it out and it just really doesn't doesn't do it for you it, it, well yeah it's just not it's not what you want mana rocks to be doing yeah so um i don't know it's cool that they it's cool that they did this and that they keep kind of you know like the lotus bloom thing and they keep reprinting or not reprinting but doing these functional reprints of these super powerful cards um but they kind of just seem to miss the mark a little bit like i think lotus bloom is like um 
you know, I've had some success with that card in Commander, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't really play it anymore. Yeah, I, I wonder if the extra mana would make the difference, right? Because, like, mm -hmm. you suspend it turn one, and then when is it coming off? Turn four? Turn four. Yeah. So you can cast four. a six drop. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. Depending on your deck, if it's in your opening hand, it might make for an explosive game. But for sure, like, the scenario where you've outlined where most of the time you're going to draw into this. Mm -hmm. Um and then it's just going to, you know, sit on the sidelines for a few turns until it comes out and maybe does something. <laughs> but there's yeah. no guarantee that you're going to have an explosive turn at that point. Yeah. I think, you know, I just, <clears throat> in the, and in, in those majority of the situations, I'd rather just draw land, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, next up we have Sword of Hearth and Home. It's three mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from green and white. And whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, exile up to one target creature you own, then search your library for a basic land card, put both cards onto the battlefield under your control, then shuffle. Uh, and the equip cost is two. Um, so we got a... Got another sword here. Just um, I, I I find it interesting that the the line of text is exile up to one target creature you own, um, not control, right? So if you're stealing other people's creatures and they're under your control but you don't own them, you can't target them. I um, I wonder why they did that. Well, I mean, Just like make it a little more you, narrow. Would you want get... to target it so it goes back to your opponent? Well, no, but I, I don't, you know, that's just, it's, I mean, I guess, I guess it's just I, I like more the, 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 the feel goodery thing. It just, it's, it seems like, um, it's, I guess it just seems like an unnecessary choice to me, but uh, it is what it is. Anyways, that's not really the point. Well, I mean, it, it does say like if, even if it said, you know, blink a creature you control, you control instead of own, it does say put both cards onto the battlefield under your control. So that clause so, would bring it back under your control either way, but Maybe they just didn't want it to be the, like too flexible. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's a creature you own, couldn't if someone's stolen your creature, you still own it, but they control mm -hmm. it, right? Exactly. So you yeah, can get so your you stuff can... back. Oh, yeah. So okay. if somebody, yeah, if somebody steals your commander, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Okay, we 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 got there. We got there. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. So you can stop screaming at your car. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you like, do you this idiots. to me, car? <laughs> right there uh, but yeah this seems like a, a super solid sword this is uh definitely in the front running for one of my faves yeah pretty yeah cool. yeah i like blinking stuff some... so it's good yeah blink action ramp action mana ramps yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. protection from white is relevant for some removal oh yeah all the good ones protection from green so you still get trampled over <laughs> 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 okay next up we have void mirror it's two mana for an artifact whenever a player casts a spell if no colored mana was spent to cast it counter that spell um the tron killer the tron <laughs> killer yeah the sky, I, is I think, the sky is falling the sky is falling i think i think i mentioned this and, and i'm a dedicated uh tron player it's it's kind of my thing in modern i i do pilot other decks but um you know for my money uh, I just, I love, love Tron. Uh, it's simple, straightforward, you know, you can call me stupid, but I like it. And, um, you know, uh, we were talking about in, uh, part one of the series that, uh, that 
um, that black land removal card that with overload that hits that hits um, snow lands and lands yeah. that could produce colorless mana. Um, and like I said at that time, like I'd be more worried to see that yeah. card than than Void Mirror. And um, you know, a, f- a few weeks ago, Riley and I were talking about this. Um, I think shortly after it got spoiled and uh, Chalice of the Void. And I would rather see this on the battlefield across from me than you know Chalice for X one, um, because at least with with this you can still play the game right you can use your 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 green mana you can use even riley mentioned you know you can you can crack your your um, chromatic spheres or stars for green mana so that you can cast your spells um, mm-hmm. not just as a way to to continue to cycle through um, what you might be doing on that turn so um you know though i think this card is is devastating um you know i think it's i think it almost hurts you know things like force of negation or um cascade more than it hurts yeah. tron yeah no that's a that's a yeah like it i don't know if this card is gonna like see too much sideboard mm-hmm. play in modern unless mm-hmm. we have more decks that have free spells that are right. becoming more prominent i think that's when this card's gonna show up more yeah I, I think i'm gonna slot it into all of my commander decks just on the off chance that i draw it and kevin's <laughs> playing his Coslek deck <laughs> oh, ouch yeah well it goes <laughs> hey, hey goes in every deck um that's good i would be like i i humbly concede to you sir because uh, i'm just i'm done at that point just imagine um, the game sits in my hand and i'm just like oh fuck <laughs> what have <yeah>. i done <laughs> And like, if you're in a play group where you have a friend who really likes omniscience, like just throw Void Mirror in your deck. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Totally. Um, and you know, Eric, to your point about um, decks that are casting a lot of col- um, free spells becoming more prominent, uh, that potential. It's like you can just um, Chalice for zero. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you Chalice for zero, and then it just stops. Like, <laughs> oh man, Chalice is so good. I hate it. <laughs> Uh, I well, I love it and I hate it. I love when I'm using it, right? But I hate when it's being it, used. It's it's being a necessary game. evil. Yeah. It is. Yes, it, it is. is. It really yeah. is. It really is. Oh just, man, like super well especially, designed. Card. Especially like playing modern and then like I'm playing Death Shadow, and my opponent's like <laughs> Chalice on one. I'm like, oh fuck me. <laughs> it's like half over half my deck. That's fine. I didn't want to play this game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, pretty much. Like all right. <laughs> It's like, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll board in nature's claim. I can't. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Next up, we have Zabaz the Glimmer Wisp. It's one mana for a zero-zero legendary artifact creature insect. It has modular one, and if a modular triggered, if a modular triggered ability would put one or more one-one counters on a creature you control, that many plus one plus one plus one counters are put on it instead. And it has two activated abilities. The first one is pay a red, destroy target artifact you control. And the second one is pay a white, uh, Zabaz the Glimmer Wasp, gains flying until end of turn. So um, what is modular again, uh, one of you? I don't quite remember. Basically, it comes in with the amount of counters equal to its modular number. And when it dies, you can move all of its counters to another artifact creature. Okay, so that's a triggered ability. Yeah, yeah, both in both cases. Okay. Yeah. Man, I really should have bought Arcbound Ravagers before the set was printed. Like, I really like that card. And I just kind of forgot about it, and now <clears throat> it's back up there. Yep, of course. That's right. 
Always. It's just Always. fun to see uh, a, a legendary creature that cares about modular. You know, it's it's yeah, one of those no. things that's like, I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to build this deck, but I'm sure there's somebody out there who's pumped about building around modular. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, and who sure. doesn't love a one-mana uh, commander? Exactly. Okay, next up we have a uh, another new to modern reprint. It's Zurin Orb. This card really needed a reprint. It was like 15 bucks. Uh, it's zero mana for an artifact. Sacrifice a land, you gain two life. Just very simple, very straightforward. Great card. Yep, good in lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it really shines in uh, really shines in Gitrog. Um, I was listening to an episode, I think of the Command Zone once, and they had this guy on. Um, and he's talking about his, his Zancha deck and uh, it was a lot of like donating and um, and what he would do is he'd get the um, uh, Mind Slaver loop going. So he would donate somebody his like Zern orb and then Mind Slaver them <laughs> and then, you know, just like fuck them over and sacrifice all their lands. It sounded like, it really sounded like my cup of tea. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a one way to wreck somebody. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, obviously, I didn't do that with my Zancha deck. It's a little more. Um, uh, uh, it's not like it's not group huggy, but it's. I think it's a little more in line with what Zancha's um, just you know trying to do as a card. But um, yeah. I, I, I digress. Alrighty, uh, Cabal. Oh, we're moving on to Lance. Moving on to Lance here, and this is uh, no, this is printed in Torment. So this has been modern legal has it no no torment was uh old border this is a new to modern uh reprint sure yeah, is. so it's cabal coffers it's a land and you can pay two mana tap it to add a black mana to your mana pool for each swamp you control so uh obviously this and uh urborg tomb of yogmoth classic uh two card ramp package in in black ideally mono black but uh not really because you got the urborg so everything's a swamp yeah. Um, yeah, a card that was uh, originally an uncommon and really needed a reprint. Really needed one. Mm -hmm. It was like 120 bucks Canadian or something. And uh, and in the artwork, man, I remember picking up a copy for like 30 bucks, and I thought that was expensive. Um, and in the artwork, like that little thing in the foreground, that's the uh, that's the Mirari. Right. Yeah. So cool. Hanging, hanging out in the hanging out with the Cabal. I guess they stole it. I can't remember. <clears throat> okay. Um, so next up, we just have the fetch lands uh, reprints, not new to Yay. modern. Uh, this is their, this is their third. Reprint. <laughs> Wait, the, the, well, the enemy fetch lands. So we got the enemies. Uh, yeah. You know, arid Mesa, scalding Tarn, misty rainforest, uh, marsh flats and verdant catacombs. And um, yeah, uh, the prices have already taken a, a a nice hit. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I picked up, I picked up all five for my sliver deck. Uh, you nice. Know, this, this, they're my, this is my first enemy, enemy fetch land. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, even the pre-order prices are good. You know, I think they'll, they'll go down a little bit more, but um, you know, if, if you need these for a modern deck, for a commander deck, for whatever, um, now's the time. Now is definitely the time. Cause these will go up sooner yeah, than you think. I think they're just going to go right back up. Yeah. Yeah, they will. And I, I think that's what we can expect with um, staple reprints like this. Um, even even when like the allied fetch lands get reprinted, 
Um, I think as long as magic continues on this like upward popularity trajectory, the, you know, re that, that span of time we had for when a card was reprinted to when it got back to the, it's, it's pre reprint price, which doesn't always happen, but you know, cards like this seem to, um, I think that time period is just going to continue to shrink. So, uh, Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah especially when you have a card that's popular that is so ubiquitous. Like, compare this to, like, like Sterling Grove was so expensive for what it does, and now it's, like, pretty dang cheap. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to see that kind of thing happen with the fetch lands. Mm -mm. No, not at all. Also, if you are a person that, like, uh, it's really cool that they decided to do the old borders, because then if you really want to match your onslaught lands of the... Um... Allied. Allied, thank you. <laughs> you can have an old border, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that is a very that is a very nice touch. Loving loving all this old border stuff. Yeah, loving it. Um, okay, so uh, the next land cycle. That's right. Um, <laughs> the next land cycle we're going to talk about is the uh, common land. So they gave us um, a set of uh, ten artifact lands that tap for. Um, you know, they're each color pair, all 10 color pairs. They enter the battlefield tapped and they have indestructible. So it's kind of a callback to uh, Darksteel Citadel. But, um, you know, in, in your artifact decks, uh, these are these are great. And even not in artifact decks, you know, for a budget dual land option uh, that's also indestructible is, is nice because, you know, it's like sometimes... Not that someone's running mass land destruction, but hey, maybe someone turns all your stuff into. Maybe they'd give you a little Joriel action, turning all your your lands into into two two creatures, and then uh, maybe somebody wraths. You know, it's I I've I've been responsible for something like that, so it's just nice to have uh, common indestructible dual lands. Yeah, and then I mean, like, also you will run into people that like to run Armageddon and stuff like that. So, I think mm -hmm. these are really good dual lands just because they have the indestructible. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's going to matter more than, you know, like gaining one life and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really do like the common Scrylands from Strixhaven. Uh, we talked about that uh, on our set review. And, you know, that's a cycle that that, that uh, is only half finished. It's nice that they gave us the entire cycle here. Yeah. Um, but uh, like we were mentioning earlier in the artifact section, these um, I haven't really checked too much, but um, I could even see these in like um, Popper Affinity. Oh, yeah. They've definitely been showing up. Okay. Yeah, of course they have. Um, yeah, because it's like they're, they're, it's just another artifact to add to your artifact count, which is just yep. awesome. And your salamander mm -hmm. can go fetch it. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was, I, I was, ever since I saw these, I was mulling around in my head if I should try running these in Brea or not. Because, like, Brea wants more fast mana, and these entering tap does kind of suck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Just run an amulet of vigor. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> okay um our uh yeah it's our penultimate card today it's urza's saga it's uh an enchantment land Ooh. and uh and it's a saga as well it's uh chapter one is uh it gains tap to add a colorless mana to your mana pool it's chapter two is it gains pay two tap create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control and it's plus three chapter three rather is search your library for an artifact card with mana cost zero or one put it onto the battlefield then shuffle i can't believe the price of this card like the pre-order price it's, it's it's up there what is it at 
Uh, I think it was like like close to fifty last time I checked. Ooh. Man, that's unfortunate. I really like <laughs> I really like this card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is pretty pricey because like in modern, this is actually a pretty decent card. So like if you're doing yeah, an artifact deck, right. and it's nice too that affinity's coming back. <laughs> like on chapter three, you could since it's at the beginning of your uh, pre-combat main phase that it triggers, you could still tap this in response to that ability and have it floating and then you know go get your soul ring or black lotus or whatever the hell you want to get (laughs) that's zero or one Mm -hmm. and uh get some mana from that too totally or you can make a zero zero that's power and toughness is equal to all your artifacts and still go get an artifact to pump it up like (laughs) it's pretty dang good and our last card today is Yavamea, Cradle of Growth. It's a legendary land, and each land is a forest in addition to its other land types. So we got a, we have a forest version of Urborg, Tomb of Yagmoth. Yeah, like Urborg's pretty good, so... Yeah, yep. why not? I mean, we don't have like a Cabal Coffers for forests but no. there are a lot of cards that care about forests whether it's a whether it's yeah. a buff or whether it's creature tokens or um uh power toughness so uh oh yeah yeah there's, there's nissa who of, shakes the world yeah of course tapping mana, mana doubler yeah um yeah so there's a lot of a lot of applications for this card all right everybody well that is gonna do it for our modern horizons 2 set review um next week we're gonna be back we're get we're next week we're getting back on the lore train so uh what did we what did we do last (laughs) um was it yeah we did wrath and storm yeah last so we're uh we're we're picking back up with uh the weatherlight crew and um seeing what they're getting into uh, but uh, we're going to bring this episode to a close. Uh, if there are any cards that you're excited about, interested in playing with, uh, that we didn't talk about, uh, you can you can get in touch with us. Um, if, if you want a quick response, the best way to do it is like Instagram or or email. But you know any of any of the uh, any of the outlets that that Eric outlined at the top of the show. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Thanks for thanks for being here with us. And uh, just take it easy until next week. You better. You really have to. You should <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> but do it for yourself. Like, come on. Yeah, come on. Life's too short. Do it for me. <laughs> yeah, if, if not for yourself. <laughs> for Riley. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya. See ya. Squirrels. Wow. Turn one soul ring.